Artistic Whispers Productions presents Antithesis Book One Predestination and Other Games of Chance A podcast novel written and performed by J. Daniel Sawyer Author contact information at www.jdsawyer.net With original music by Danny Shade This story contains harsh language, sexual situations, and graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. And now... The Feedback Show. Well, this is the first feedback episode for Antithesis. Yeah, I suppose I should come up with a clever name for them, but, well, it's early yet. But if any of you have any suggestions for what I should call these things, you know, Philippa Jane has her bard talk, T. Morris has the snitches and bitches hour and that sort of thing. So if anyone has any clever ideas, please send it along to dan at jdsawyer.net or leave voicemail about it at 206-350-2340. So if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering what the hell is going on with Antithesis. You left us on this terrible note of doom, and there's been no episode for over a week. First off, I hope you'll be forgiving of the noise as there's the rotis- as the landscapers from hell are rototilling in the background. Again, they rototill all the time. Well, yeah, I decided I was slipping too far behind in my current, um... My current production schedule was not working for me, so I took a week off to get some uh, recording ahead done, to clear up some other shit, and um, to get my current stack of Linux journal articles uh, written and sent off, and to start doing publicity for the first ever Antithesis publicity event. Seth Harwood, author of the Jack Palms novels, Chris Lester, author of Metamore City, and myself are going to be at Jupiter's in Berkeley, California, that's on Shattuck near University, on October 4th from 7.30pm onwards, so show up and have a drink with us. There's even a rumor, unconfirmed, that the future Dark Overlord himself, Scott Sigler, might show up just for the fun of it. So come on in, pick our brains, pick a fight with us in public, and just hang out. Should be a great time. There's, uh, I'm also going to have some freebies uh, and artwork that I've printed up to give out to anyone who shows up. Speaking of which, the fun and exciting bit of all this, though, is that we've finally got the cover art done. After months of back and forth, different designs, argument over format, the lovely Kitty Nakian and myself settled on a design, we brought a model in, and we did the deed. The cover art will be appearing shortly as we submit to iTunes and Podio Books. Finally! And finish the new web design for the Antithesis blog, which some of you have already discovered at antithesis.jdsawyer.net. But I haven't been spreading the word much about it because it's still an ugly default WordPress theme. But that's going to be changing very soon. Anyway, like I said, there was also the matter of running progressively more and more behind. Just a couple days, then a week, I decided I needed to change the way I was doing things so that I wouldn't be left at the mercy of the landscapers from hell and the football fan neighbors from hell for my recordings. Of course, to be fair, they probably consider me the neighbor from hell with a side helping of regular sounds of violent sex and suffering emanating from his house. But this is my show, goddammit, so I get to bitch about them. If they want to bitch about me, they can get their own fucking podcast. 
Anyway, I decided to deliberately take some downtime and record ahead. And because of that, this week's episode will be late again. It'll drop this weekend. And then we'll be back to banging them out on time every Thursday. And we better keep them on time. I've got to keep you guys happy, plus all the new iTunes and Patio Books people that will be coming in very soon. That does it for the announcements. Um, and now on to the feedback. There has been a lot of it. You guys have been fabulous. Thank you to all of you who have been emailing me and posting on the blog. Every little bit is encouraging, even when it's critical. It means there's someone listening. And it's one thing to see the numbers climbing on the statistics page. It's quite another to hear your individual voices as we go through. It would be even better to hear your voices. So feel free to email MP3s instead of text comments or to call the feedback line at 206-350-2340. Actually, to hell with freedom. Feel compelled! Everything we've got so far is email feedback, so I'm going to be reading it all myself. Lunar Shadows, still our most frequent contributor, sent along the following comments just before and just after I dropped episode 7. By the way, for those of you who aren't current, some of the feedback contains major spoilers, so you might want to skip forward to, well, the end. Anyway, Lunar Shadow said... I would have to venture an educated guess that Percy Scott's mission that has him so shaken up is to knock off the Hartmans. As far as the other lingering questions left by the episodes, well, I'm still waiting to see. The story's going well, but I get a little crazy for my fix when Thursday comes around. Well, Lunar Shadow had to wait a little longer than that for Thursday for his answer and his fix. How cool is that that some of you are actually hooked? But if you've listened to episode 7, you know just how wrong he was. And he was evidently a bit knocked for a loop on it. After listening, he sent in a very terse comment. Quote, By far the most difficult episode to listen to so far. I can't really say more. And, yeah, I understand. Thanks again for your comments, Lunar Shadow. If it's any consolation, it was the hardest episode by far to edit. My partner pretty much refused to hang out in the office while I was working on it, or she used earplugs. Of course, that's not saying there won't be worse in the future, and that's not saying there will be worse in the future. That would be spoilery. But if you've made it this far into the podcast, it's fair to say that you now have a taste of the kind of story this is. Very hard, very dark, and with very serrated edges. Sure, it's got its humor and its romance, but it isn't for the timid and definitely not for children. As Paul Provenza said, the world isn't made of nerf. There are rough edges. You can get hurt. The same goes double for the world of antithesis. Richard Cartwright chimed in on the more disturbing bits of episode 7. He said, quote, It didn't bother me. I can see how others might be bothered by it. The thing is... This is a story, and in the context of your story, this makes sense. It's not gratuitous given the objective. Oddly enough, her nose getting broken was the only thing that didn't technically need to happen. I still think it adds to the chaos of a fight, however. Anything can happen in those situations, after all. I do want to know more about Percy's motivations, and I'm supposing that this information is either forthcoming or was in episode 6 at the point where I was distracted by Bill O'Reilly's rant on the stock market. End quote. Yes, Richard, the motivation will be revealed at some point here, and I dropped enough hints about it that if you really listen, you'll probably be able to figure it out. But even more than Percy, what about Senator Shelley? What could possess a man to order his own son-in-law to attack his own daughter like that? Time will tell. 
But if anyone guesses it before it's revealed, I'll send you a free My Name is Joss Kyle t-shirt, or another t-shirt from the line that we're designing. But more on that contest in a couple weeks. Some of you have probably directed um, stage plays or uh, short sketches or other things like that. But if you haven't done directing before, particularly on a long-form project, you may not be familiar with this. But there's an old director's technique of not allowing the actors to see everything in the script. It's particularly useful for mysteries as preventing the actors from having access to the information that their characters are trying to uncover sometimes gives a more realistic performance. It's human nature to subconsciously tip your hand when you're acting, to give the audience spoilers and subtext even when you don't mean to. For this reason, and because really the manuscript is too long to ask anyone to read it when you're inviting them to do a handful of lines, most of the people voicing characters in Antithesis haven't read the book. That means that every once in a while, I'll get feedback from an actor. Robin Hathaway, who's voicing Mary and Shelley, started listening to the show after she sent in her lines and wrote to me saying, quote, It's a much more complete piece than I'd realized initially, and I'm interested to see the characters unfold. And since I have zero experience with sci-fi, this has been a fun awakening. I can't tell you how big this makes me smile. It's a pretty hefty responsibility being someone's introduction to a whole genre, and to hear that you're doing a good job, it just makes me happy all over. Thanks for the comment, Robin, and your fabulous performance as Marion. I hope the rest of the book proves as interesting for you as it has so far. Anyone who likes her work and wants to see more of what she can do, be sure to check out her IMDb profile, as well as her reel at www.robinhathaway.net. And Robin shows up again in this week's episode. I've also been hearing sporadically from other authors, which is very encouraging. And Rhonda Carpenter gave me a great write-up on her website, after which I asked her to do Episode 8's story so far. She's the author of The Mark of the Druid at Patiobooks.com, which is going to be debuting on September 29th, and her website is at www.rondacarpenter.com. In a blog post on September 16th, she said about me, quote, If you haven't subscribed to his podcast, you're missing out on solid entertainment. Antithesis is a powerhouse of a story. I haven't heard anything but bits and pieces and snatches of her book as she's been working it through production, so I can't offer a hearty recommendation or review yet, but what I have heard has real potential. I also know through talking to her that she's quite creative and well-spoken and that she's got a background in psychology, so I'm hoping for a good character-driven story when Mark of the Druid goes live. Besides, I'm a sucker for Celtic mythology and I'm one of those weirdos who spent far more than my fair share of time reading the few remaining ancient sources on the Celtic and Gallic civilization that once rivaled the Roman Empire in geographic reach. I'm looking forward to seeing what she's done with it. Thanks a bundle, Rhonda. The delectable dark goddess of podcasting herself, Philippa Ballantyne, also wrote me a note. She twittered me to tell me that she's at episode three and loving the show. And also that she was having problems with some of the voices disappearing as she listened at work. For all of you that listen with one earphone in out of necessity, please do set your MP3 player to mono when you're listening. Antithesis has a pretty dramatic stereo separation in some parts of the story, and if you're only listening to one channel, you're going to miss parts of the story. Thanks, Pip, for pointing this out. And uh, remember, Pip is going to be joining us very soon as a member of the cast, and you won't want to miss her. 
Until then, you can find her work at patiobooks.com, at chasingthebard.com, where she just posted the final feedback episode for her incredible novel, Chasing the Bard, and at her new podcast, which is starting up very shortly, at eroticaalacarte.com. Matt McGraw wrote in saying, I downloaded and listened to the first five episodes of Antithesis on my drive back to Reading on Monday night. I was hooked. I'm so stoked to keep following the story. Great characters and wonderfully written. I'm going to have to get the Sculpting God series downloaded next. Thanks, Matt. I could tell you it only gets better, but of course I'm a little biased. Keep those comments coming and please do keep listening, and I really hope you enjoy Sculpting God. For those of you who haven't heard it, that is, of course, my short story collection of bedtime stories for adults, which you can find at sculptgod.jdsawyer.net, and you can also get to through a link on the main page at www.jdsawyer.net. As Stephen H. Wilson, the writer and director of the Arbiter Chronicles and producer of Prometheus Radio Theater, just plugged me on his podcast, which you can find at prometheus.libsyn.com. Of course, his say-so wasn't entirely disinterested, as he plays our very own Percy Scott, and will be showing up as a couple other colorful characters in later episodes. But even so, publicity! Yes! 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 And you'll be able to hear me in an upcoming episode of Astral Audio at www.astralaudio.com, playing a Peter Laurie-esque assassin, as well as a couple British gunnery officers in his show. Um, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> Alan Sale, uh, the, the director and writer, asked me to pinch act for him, and I had a blast doing it. And he seems to like the performance, so if you want to hear me acting my head off and not really giving a shit about how far over the top I go, head on over and take a listen. I'm sure I sound like a complete nutcase, but hey, it's exposure. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for the exposure, Alan. It was loads of fun. If you have a podcast or know someone who you can blackmail, please play Promo 2, the one featuring Joss Kyle, or post a link to me on your blog. I've obsoleted Promo 1. It's not as well produced. It's not quite as interesting. Play Promo 2, the one that says, My name is Joss Kyle. Gun click. Pleased to meet you. That seems to be getting a lot of really good responses. People are hearing that and they're coming over going, ooh, this sounds interesting. So I want to um, keep that promo circulating. So play it and threaten people if they don't play it. And, you know, generally break the law in order to advance my own cause. I'd be very happy with that. And our listener base is starting to approach the takeoff threshold. And with Patio Books and iTunes coming online, I'm expecting a lot of momentum pretty quick here. So if you like the show, now is the time to start talking it up to everyone you know. We can ride that momentum up. And the more listeners we get, the more fun I have, and the more incentive I have to podcast the rest of the Antithesis series, as well as the other stuff I have on my podcasting calendar for the coming year. Which, uh, which is really good stuff. So finally, to close out the feedback part of the episode, we've got a new listener this week named Mildred Katie, who sent me an email about some problems she's having with the feed. She said, Hello there. I caught the promo for Antithesis on the Metamore City podcast and was very intrigued. I went through iTunes and got both Antithesis and the Sculpting God feeds. I think I've come across a problem. Antithesis seems to go from The Man in the Rain straight into Episode 2, skipping Episode 1. Checking at the blog, there's no episode one listed either. Am I missing something? What I've heard so far sounds great, though. Millie wrote again after that to tell me she was having the same problem with Sculpting God. So, as far as I can tell, there are two problems here. 
The first is a mea culpa. When I ported the site theme for jdsawyer.net over to the new content management system, I neglected to add the older stories links to the bottom of the theme. Oops. That's been fixed now, so you can always get to the episodes through the blog. The other problem is one I've heard about before, but I'm having a lot of trouble reproducing. My podcatchers all grab the feed, the whole feed, splendidly. But Millie's the third person in as many days to tell me that they're having trouble getting the early episodes when they use iTunes as a podcatcher. So for those of you using iTunes, I really need to know, is this happening to everyone? Is this something that can be fixed at the user end, in which case I need to write up instructions? Or is this something I have to fix on my feed to make it play nice with iTunes? Please send comments or info along. If I don't address this now, it'll create problem when the book is up to episode 30. And Mildred, thanks for the feedback. I'm really glad you enjoyed Man in the Rain. Hopefully these problems won't persist uh, once I actually get the thing listed on iTunes this week. So yeah, that wraps it up for the feedback episode. Be sure to join myself, Seth Harwood, and Chris Lester at Jupiter's in Berkeley on October 4th at 7.30pm for drinks, carousing, freebies, and general disreputability. Please stay tuned on the feed. This week's episode is going to drop in a couple of days. I've actually got to uh, break off here now and go and uh, start the uh, mixing portion of episode 8, where we find out what happened to Marion and start to see the... Well... I won't spoil you on it just yet. Please leave feedback at the blog at www.jdsawyer.net or email me at dan at jdsawyer.net. MP3 emails are very welcome. Just keep them under 10 megabytes as that is my server threshold. Or leave voicemail at area code 206-350-2340. And until next time, remember, it isn't whether you win or lose. It's how you rig the game.